Explorable is a podcast about travel, disability, and inclusion. I'm Josh Loebner, Director of Strategy at Design Sensory. I'm co-host Toby Willis, Senior Product Manager for Inclusive Technology and President of the Ability Inclusion Movement at Expedia Group. We're both blind. And we love everything travel. This is Explorable. We interview experts, advocates, and allies of tourism, destinations, and disability to make each journey more explorable. Hey everyone, welcome to Explorable. I'm Josh. And I'm Toby. We're so excited to share with you this series of episodes that we recorded live on the road at the 2021 Travelability Summit in Tampa, Florida. Next up, Stacy Melman, Chief Marketing Officer for Visit Florida. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Explorable Podcast. We are live in Tampa, Florida at the Travelability Summit, and we have an amazing guest today. Stacy Melman, Chief Marketing Officer of Visit Florida. Stacy, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. I am a huge fan of this podcast, and I've just really learned so much from listening to both of you guys and the experts that you've brought onto your show. I think it's really great that you're doing this. Well, that's great. Thanks for the listens and uh, for helping us get the word out about all this important work that is happening around travel and inclusion. Tell us more about yourself and your role, what you do. So I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Visit Florida, and Visit Florida is a destination marketing organization that is responsible for driving travel and tourism to the state of Florida. Obviously, travel and tourism is incredibly important to the state. It's the number one economic driver for tax revenues and Florida residents. The reason why Floridians don't pay income tax is because of the tax generated by travelers. My role as CMO intersects with both the tourism industry businesses and destinations across the state and travelers. When it comes to disability inclusion and accessible travel, what that means is that promoting the value and opportunity of accessible travel to industry businesses and educating them about the best ways to reach and serve those travelers while also highlighting those experiences in cities to a larger set of travelers so they can be informed and hopefully choose Florida for their next trip. And I think everyone's well aware of how big the travel and tourism industry is here in Florida. What's the gross value of the travel and tourism industry to Florida? I think it's like two trillion globally. And I've heard that Visit Florida is one of the largest, if not the largest DMOs in, in the nation, if not the world. Yeah, I mean, we have a huge industry here in Florida. We do an economic impact study every year. The most recent data that we have is that tourism's impact on GDP, and this is from 2019, was $96.5 billion to the state. That's direct and indirect impact and induced. So just a combined effort Right. So if my two trillion memory serves me correctly, that's about 5% of the global marketplace. How much of this is your job as chief marketing officer? How much is like accessibility and inclusion a part of your overall remit? I think it's hard to put a percentage on it. As we've talked, like Florida is one of those top, the top destinations in the world. And, you know, Visit Florida is often seen as a leader amongst our peer organizations. And that's a responsibility that we take very seriously across all of the work that we do. When it comes to our disability inclusion efforts and how we view that, we really 
hope that we inspire other destinations to promote and build accessible travel experiences too, which will make a better place for travelers around the world. I would say, you know, that is just a thread through what I do at Visit Florida. Right. I think that's awesome. And I think it's really cool that you're inspiring your peers because it's it's not a zero sum game. Like if the more of us who are working in the industry to get more people traveling more often, Florida's gonna benefit from that. So creating that climate, if you will, of accessible and inclusive travel benefits all of us. And for Florida to be the leader, to really throw down the gauntlet and say, we believe in disability inclusion and accessibility from a tourism standpoint, shows the industry that we believe in it so everybody else should. And and Stacey, I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of those initiatives. Maybe you could even share from your perspective how disability inclusion first got on your radar as a chief marketing officer, and what are some of the initiatives that that you're super excited about when it comes to disability inclusion and accessibility for travelers and tourists connecting with Visit Florida? I mean, you know, Josh, because you're a strategist. When you see the world through a strategic framework, things often come in and out and piece it together. And I think that that's my personal journey about this traveling audience. Um, A couple of things when I was working at Visit Florida, and I've been at Visit Florida for about 10 years. I've been the chief marketing officer for a little over a year and a half. So I've worked in different aspects of the marketing team. We have a gentleman who is an important stakeholder to us who is the president and founder of Sportsability. Years ago, he talked to us a lot about the importance of the accessible traveler and promoting the outdoors experience. I don't know if you've heard of him, David Jones. He was a really strong advocate around the 2012-2014 time period, um, talking about this audience. Similarly, a couple of years later, I went to Basel, Switzerland, and I went to a museum, and they had an exhibit on design activism. In that exhibit, they were talking about the Accessible Icon Project, which if you're familiar with it, is a group of designers were trying to reclaim the symbol for a person in a wheelchair and really framing it from a person upright stuck in a wheelchair to a more active motion. And I think it was those two things combined when I realized that like I had an opportunity and a responsibility as a marketer for destinations to be more proactive in that space. I think that was kind of an early indication for me and the team that we needed to do a little bit more. And so Visit Florida started our journey in 2017 to reach this traveling audience by publishing an eight-piece accessible travel series article on visitflorida.com. That was really the start of it. Later that year, our website was recognized by Skift, which is a publication that focuses uh, on the travel industry as one of the best 20, you know, 25 of the best websites in the world, particularly because how we showcased services and attractions for those travelers with disabilities. And I think that's where what we did, which was the right thing to do and to serve our traveling audience, felt like we just produced eight articles. That's nothing. But it being recognized like that felt like a, a greater responsibility for us to lean into that audience and do more because of who we are. Any other disability projects right now oh, that, yeah. that yes. you've been working on? Yeah, what's on the that? horizon? Yeah. What's coming up? Well, I mean, after that, we spent the next year and a half from like 2017 to 2019 creating enough content that we could launch an accessible travel hub. We now have over 100 pieces of content related to accessible travel on visitflorida.com. 
We also created a first-of-its-kind partnership with Scary Mommy, which is a digital publication geared towards moms to create awareness around the Florida travel experiences for children on the spectrum. Recently, in 2020, we shot new ad creative and had an opportunity to include a wheelchair user and a person with Down syndrome in two television commercials that ran nationally. Love those commercials. Thank you. I particularly love the spot that featured Chris Nickich, who is the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman. He is also a Floridian and he's featured playing golf with his dad. And just last week, we launched a six episodic video series called Limitless Florida, which focuses on adventure experiences. I watched all of those, and what I loved about one of them, I, the gentleman was a, a boater, and he loved, oh, by the way, he's in a wheelchair, and he loves going out on the boat, and the, what I loved most about it, though, was that it was a, a local person to that community, and it showed that you don't have to be somebody traveling from a far-flung destination to Florida, but you can have Floridians, local people with disabilities that embrace the community and the destination so much that it, they make it their home all year round, and the way that the creative was showcased was so authentic and so welcoming and immersive and beautiful. And for me, as a marketer and, and somebody in branding, to be able to show that illustrative way about disability that goes beyond simple, sterile information, I just applaud you on this campaign. It's so wonderful. Thank you. The subjects of the videos are really incredible, and we are so proud to be able to share their stories. And these are Floridians talking about the things that they do in Florida's outdoors that gives them peace. Yeah, I think it's really amazing how you brought the community in to help spread this message. And it's obviously benefiting community as well as tourists and travelers. It's really beautiful synergy. Do you have any uh, other programs you want to highlight for us today? Some existing programs that have been successful and maybe you can talk about some of the results or outcomes of, of those programs? Well, we um, just launched a partnership with Travelability. We will be focusing on you know further educating our industry both in Florida and then working with people outside of the state to promote the experiences that we have in Florida beyond just what is available on visitflorida.com. We're going to be doing more research on this audience so we can create better strategies to serve them. Yeah, yeah. more data, please. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. I, think, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a data vacuum. There absolutely is. And I think there's several reasons for that, not the least of which is the identity of disability. There's so many of us who benefit from accessibility and inclusion, but not all of us identify as disabled. So I think it's important to do the education piece in conjunction with or in parallel with that research piece so that you're, you're helping people understand, you know, what these definitions are and what the benefits are so that, you know, we can get better, richer data in our research studies. Absolutely. You know, at Visit Florida, we have very in-depth traveler behavior studies. And while it's a you know, step in the right direction to look at the CDC for some information, that's the CDC and they're not reporting on, on travelers. So, you know, we need to have a better understanding if we want to serve this population of travelers in a more meaningful way. So for destinations, maybe that uh, either at or at the state level, again, we know their competition, but we also know that uh, hopefully all ships can rise with the tide of positive welcoming of people with disabilities. Uh, and also for maybe some attractions and destinations here in the state that are, are looking to gain a little bit more traction in that path towards disability inclusion. It sounds like your team is far down that path, understanding that the journey continues. There's no finite destination of that final check of disability inclusion. It's just ongoing, but 
What would you say to those CMOs, chief marketing officers, or destination planners that are hearing this podcast for the first time and, and considering disability inclusion? Where should they start or, or what should they do as a next step? Well, I would first commend them for listening to the podcast because I think that that's a <laughs> great first start. I think that it's just you know getting information and understanding how the accessible travel audience can fit into their strategic framework. There is a business case here, and I think that that's where I would really start is finding out what that business case is for your community. Don't think about it as the right thing to do, because while it is the right thing to do, that only goes so far for people who are looking you know, at a finite marketing budget. Put a business case together. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of information that's out there about the spending power of this audience. You know, just from the Open Door study, which is, you know, from 2018-19, they suggested that $58.7 billion is what about 27 million travelers spent over a two-year period. That went up 70% in three years. That's right. a huge opportunity. And I just want to I just want to point out here that if you are not seeing disabled travelers in your community, it's not because we don't want to come. <laughs> and that's why this work is so important. So I think waiting until you see these trends means that it's that you're behind the curve. As, you know, leaders in the industry, we want to get out in front of that and create the opportunity for people to travel more. What's your thoughts, Stacy, on like how to uh, create incremental market opportunities? for growing the travel spectrum, if you will, like of, of who is traveling? You have to look at who your traveler base is. So for Florida, for example, we have a huge traveling base of the boomer generation. And we know some things about boomers, right? Like they're aging into disability. Exactly. And that's back to my comment earlier. Not all, like my grandma can't see or hear or walk as well as she could when she was younger, but she would never identify as disabled. But she would she would benefit from, you know, she's like 87, 88, and she still flies and travels. and Yeah, um, her, her passion for travel hasn't waned because of that. And mm-hmm. I think that's the important part is we, you know, as destination marketers, you got to figure out who are your traveler set, what is the opportunity, and what are the things that you have available, and where is that gap? I You know, I would also say that we've really identified an important insight that much of the accessibility world is defined by the provider, not the disabled consumer, which means that for us, and what I would recommend for other destination marketing organizations, is to just start with who is traveling? How can you get the information from your traveling population? You know, we have user-generated content. That's a big part of most destinations marketing strategy. User-generated content doesn't just have to be images that are promoted with a hashtag. It can be crowdsourced. Right, and I think UGC is a good place to get those details about accessibility and inclusion that's very helpful. It's important for us to create a network effect where we're closing the loop on that content such that it's in front of travelers who are dreaming and searching and you know deciding on where they want to go next. Stacy, you are a transplant to Florida, right? I am. So <laughs> I, I would just love to hear what made you fall in love with Florida and, and why do you still love it as, as CMO of Visit Florida? I live where the world vacations. I think that is the thing that really made me fall in love with the state is the access that myself and my family have to vacation experiences is something that I don't take for granted. I live two hours from some of the best beaches in the world. 
I'm not going to throw mm-hmm. shade on any other destinations, but I've been to beaches all over the world and there is nothing better than the Gulf Coast beaches of Florida and that sugar white sand. Oh, the, yeah, the sugar white sand is just amazing. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in my job to be able to be reminded of how amazing this state is and the vacation experiences that we have here. Yeah. And you got like the cultural diversity too. I mean, I think about like Miami and the Keys, how different that is from the Panhandle and exactly. Jacksonville. And, you know, like there's a range of cultural diversities here. Stacy, what else do you want to talk about? You have anything you want to call out and like highlight? I think the one thing that I would like to say, and for us at Visit Florida, our brand purpose is to brighten the lives of all. And part of what we believe and is included in our consumer manifesto is that Florida is a place for people from anywhere on earth, no matter what you believe, whom you love, or what your abilities. And that accessibility is a very important audience for us. And we have incorporated that into our annual planning process. So it isn't something that is just an ad hoc. Or an afterthought, um, like it is so so many times. Yeah, that is such a wonderful mission to to have. Yeah. Do you have a disability story that you want to share, Stacey? Do you have, you know, friends or family or you know, someone with a disability that you support or love, or do you have any experience that you want to share? My mom has a mobility issue that came about within the last five or six years. She had some back surgery that didn't go very well, and now she is not able to walk very far or stand up mm-hmm. for a long time. She's had a lot of challenges, like getting, you know, just traveling in airports. I think she does not consider herself disabled, but I think it is a very frustrating experience and some mental gymnastics that she has to do to try to reconcile with who she wants to be, but the reality of her situation. And she doesn't live in Florida, so, you know, just just making the trip from, from Dallas to Tallahassee is, you know, a bit of a struggle sometimes. I have a chronic disability. I was born with a disability, and, and my disability continues to, to progress more. I still have some sight, but it's, it's going more towards no sight. But for people who more immediately move into a disability, there is that, as you said, that, that mental gymnastics kind of... Acceptance is a really hard place to get to. Acceptance. Here's the great thing about what you offer as a destination. You offer hope. If you're showcasing those people with disabilities in a way that's not pitiful, that's not othering, and you're showing them just in everyday life, enjoying what you have to offer, it helps those people who might not be in the, the right mindset to see that there is that pathway of, of being, and it's not just this this ending of something, right? I think disability is an identity, and if you don't identify as having a disability, that's okay. You can still have physical, mental, intellectual limitations. The work that we're doing benefits everyone. Exactly. It's a spectrum. Yeah. I identify as disabled because the world sees me as a blind person. I'm leaning into that. If mom doesn't, then that's okay. There's no yeah. there's no room for judgment. Yeah, but I, she still is going to benefit from automatic doors or lighter weight doors to, that are easier to open. Totally. Ramps, grab bars perhaps. Like those things are beneficial to her. It doesn't matter how she identifies. What can I do as CMO of one of the top travel destinations in the world? better than what we're already doing. You, t- I want you to tell me. The education piece that you talked about is hugely important because as a guide dog user, I don't need a lot of traditional accessibility. I mean, Braille signage is great, but educating you know those hoteliers that this is a need, this is a gap, they can make the physical improvements to make that a better experience. But really the big thing is attitude. Like when I walk in with my dog, like understand and welcome 
me as a traveler. I just want to feel welcome, safe, and understood. And I think the education piece is really the crux of that because I truly believe I'm an eternal optimist. I believe in people. I believe that people, most people want to do the right thing. They just don't know what that is. They don't know what it's like to have a disability. Mm-hmm. So education is huge. I think, you know, in your position, uh, influencing any kind of legislation around access, whether it be, you know, the built environment, the digital environment, again, that social inclusion, the attitudinal barriers, if you can lobby for legislation in the state that uh, mandates this education and training, mandates compliance and, and beyond, that would be helpful and sustainable. Oh, yeah, I would I would definitely second all of that. I'm, I'm going to get a little bit more granular. I love just broadly destinations sharing the, so many things that they have to offer on their digital properties, their, their websites, and that's a place that for sure I explore uh, and on Visit Florida's website as well. For me as a disabled traveler, I try to uh, really look at my entire journey and try to plan it out as best I can before I go. There are some gaps, though, that I feel like destinations can be able to bridge on their websites, and that's the, the transportation to and from those states and those destinations. And so just to get even more granular, uh, when I land at airports, I, of course, know how to navigate in the airport. It's that next step. It's uh, sometimes challenging for me as a, as a blind person with a cane. I can ask for help, and people at airports are wonderful, but I'd love to be able to read information or hear videos on websites that talk about that step from the airport to whatever public transportation is available, ride shares, taxis, car pickups, so that I can be as well planned as possible to know that next step to then get to my hotel. And so it's that kind of gap that, from my perspective, needs to be bridged so that I I feel confident not only in the destination, but also in me getting to and from the destination. And I feel like it's super simple. On your accessibility pages, rather than linking off to the airport, be able to share a narrative uh, that, that gives that person, okay, once you've landed at Tampa Bay International Airport or Orlando or wherever here in the state, here's your next step to getting to that amazing destination that you want to to recreate and experience. Mm -hmm. We've got this public transportation. We've got this ride share. And if you feel uncomfortable about any of it, we've got people ready to help, whether it's live chat or phone numbers or emails directly to some of those or links off to those other websites. But again, if you have an accessibility hub, how can that hub not only celebrate the destinations but also celebrate accessibility to arrive and depart from those destinations. That's a really good point. Even for travelers who are able to see, able to get around with ease, airports, new cities, all of that can seem very confusing if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. The other consideration is uh, the gateways from automobile travel and the visitor information centers that Florida has. What can you do to ensure that if Florida wants to be the global leader in not only travel and tourism, but disability, inclusion and accessibility, how can your visitor information centers be as accessible and welcoming as possible to all? Mm -hmm. And whether it's through the the information and content you have or the physical features of the space. So again, transportation, whether it's... I love that call out, Josh, on the visit. I never thought about it because I I road trip all the time and I never feel so awkward anywhere other than a a visitor center because it's so car oriented, right? But blind people ride in cars. (laughs) We may not drive them yet. Especially to Florida, for sure, road trips. And, uh, you know, so how can you... 
ensure that those, you don't own the airports, you don't man the airports, but you definitely do with your visitor information centers. So that mm-hmm. would be just another thing to share potentially, yeah. you know, as a, as a bucket list in the future. And then again, other transportation, there's a lot of light rail that's in Florida. So how can uh, disability inclusion and, and the Visit Florida team connect with the light rail? And of course, all the cruise lines that are coming back right. online yeah. and, and the ports. What can your marketing team and, and branding team do to connect disability to and accessibility and inclusion to those as well? So there are so many wonderful ways to transport in Florida that they could, th- those are destinations in and of themselves, right? They're part of the journey, but also part of the destination, part of the memory sharing. And it's a wonderful place to potentially consider expanding your marketing, branding, and presence. Yeah, I think for destinations that are that are getting started, you can easily see that you know there is a lot of opportunity here. But you made this point earlier about it's incremental progress, and as we're making incremental progress, you as a whole are doing better as a destination. And I think that's a really important. You can get easily overwhelmed with all of the things that are possible, but if you just bite off a little at a time. Again, looking back at our journey from 2017, we've done a lot of progress in four years. What are the next four years going to bring? We're excited to find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. I'm, I'm going to stay tuned. <laughs> please, please. It's so great to meet you guys. It's so great to oh, meet it's you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome to meet really you Really happy. Stacey. Really happy we got to connect in person. Hey, Stacy, if people want to learn more about you and your work and to visit Florida and all the goodness that's happening here in the state around accessibility and inclusion where can where can they go to find you and more information yeah i would just start with my email so that's s-m-e-l-l-m-a-n at visitflorida.org smellman at visitflorida.org nice i love it and then for travelers with disabilities is there a place that they can go on visitflorida.com yes go to visitflorida.com or you can just google Accessible Travel Florida, and it should be one of the, the top results. So you have a landing page that, that has more oh, yeah. information about accessibility? Ton, tons of content, like over 100 pieces of content. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And is it uh, visitflorida.com slash accessibility? Or no, it, you have to go to um, things to do, and under travel ideas, it's the first one that says accessible travel. Okay, great. Go to visitflorida.com, put your mouse over things to do, and under travel ideas, you'll find accessible travel, and that will take you to our accessible landing page. That's great. I like that it's just integrated. It's not this thing over here on the side that's separate from from everything else. It sounds well, like it's I just I mean, that's exactly what we're trying to do and like, you know, featuring people with different abilities within our marketing campaigns. Yeah. Florida is a place for anyone. Well, that is great. And as a disabled traveler, I just want to say thank you personally. Chief Marketing Officer of Visit Florida, Stacy Melman. Stacy, thanks so much for being here Thank on Explorable. Thank hey, you. Hey, thanks so much, Stacy. Explorable is a Design Century original production in collaboration with the Travelability Summit and produced by Brad Carpenter. Find out more about our productions, podcasts, and insights at designcentury.com originals and travelabilitysummit.com. You can connect with Josh Loebner or myself, Toby Willis, on LinkedIn.